Welcome to this episode of the Cycling Industry News Podcast in association with Zyro Fisher. For this episode, we're with James Leader, Territory Account Manager for the UK, Ireland, Benelux and Nordics for SRAM. So thank you very much for joining me, James. Thank you very much. Um, so starting off, how do you view the UK market currently? I can sum that up in one word, tough. Um, but without sounding entirely negative, it's a tough market but there's some pockets of real encouragement. Um, some really good developments in, I guess, what everybody's referring to as the gravel market currently, um, but also strong growth in the e-bike segment, um, as well as the kind of marathon and cross-country mountain biking seems to be making a fairly strong comeback, which is encouraging. And I suppose in terms of um comparing the rise of e-bikes in the UK to um, the rest of Europe. Is it something that the UK is now cottoning on to? I think it used to be a bit more of a sports-led um, industry, but I think e-bikes are starting to used for commuting and that kind of thing. Yes, I think, I think where the disconnection is between the UK and certainly the territories I manage within Northern Europe is culturally people in Northern Europe are used to commuting on, on regular bicycles and what e-bikes have delivered for those uh, those consumers in those countries is a more efficient, faster way to get to work, or those um, that were a little bit too far to ride a regular bike now are able to choose an electric bike uh, to do that. And that's massively supported through infrastructure. And that's where the UK is, is very much behind most of mainland Europe, is the infrastructure uh, of, of being able to ride socially or with the family or to work is so much more accommodating and I, I think that's where the UK needs to focus. So looking forward to 2020 is there anything new from you guys coming up or anything that you're able to share with us right now? That's a great question. Um, yes there's lots of exciting things that will happen in 2020. There is nothing I can share with you now <laughs> uh, but I, I will Fair state enough. that you know, SRAM is a company that's built on innovation and we, we always uh, want to invent and bring products to market that inspire cyclists. So we will uh, keep our eyes peeled and ears open for, for those later down the line then? You'll, you'll have an interesting year, I think, on that front. <laughs> so talking through um, in terms of the environment sustainability, it's, it's quite a high... Um, issue on the agenda of, of the cycling industry right now. What is SRAM doing as a company to uh, be more environmentally friendly and, and show that, that side and almost pave the way? That's a very good question um, and I can give you a few of the highlights but as a company we, we're making huge uh, investments in being more sustainable and greener in every form from the raw materials we purchase to the way we re recycle raw materials from CNC lathes, from oil used in machining process, uh, redesigning packaging to be less ink based, uh, more recyclable packaging that takes up less space, therefore is less volume of shipping. Um, there, there are probably more than a hundred things that we're working on currently uh, with, with regards to sustainability and environmental friendliness. Um, but that, that it would be very boring for the audience if it went into every detail. And how important do you see it as um, 
being a company that that leads the way on this and and sort of almost shows how how it can be done and how these practices can be implemented yeah sure i think sram is one of the one of the largest companies in the industry and i think it's very much down to companies like sram um and those also to take a position of leadership on this we're in the leisure industry, I guess. We're making products that are inspirational to get people outside and enjoy the environment. And we need to take care of the environment in the same way as we expect others. And it's a, it's a big, what we call internally, continuous improvement project to continually improve the, the, the way that we all treat the environment. What are some of the, the key trends that you've identified in markets such as the Benelux and, and the Nordics? that you've seen sort of over the past couple of years? So, in terms of the key trends, generally, those two markets follow the UK in terms of the sports and performance category. So, elite mountain bike, elite road, that kind of thing. But in so many ways, those two regions could show the UK how to urbanize cycling. So, cycling in within the cities or as a family, the, the trends that they have that I would say are not really trends, they're more a way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with cycling being part of everyday life, that's the part that the UK misses out on. But equally so, uh, some of the sports and performance uh, category that we enjoy in the UK market is not quite as uh, widespread uh, in, those, in those regions as it is in the UK. So I suppose, they could both learn from each other in a way, but I guess the big thing that's holding the UK back is is the infrastructure and that kind of, um, like you say, way of life and how people perceive cycling. Yes, uh, I think I, I, I lived in the Netherlands for, for three and a bit years and the, the, way, the way life works there is mostly around the bike. You know, most families will have one car and you take the children to school by bike, whether they're five, six months of age going to daycare, or whether they're 15 or 16 and riding on their own, and their mum picks up shopping from the supermarket on the bicycle. Um, it, it's, it's all of those types of things that, because those people have been a passenger on a bike and used a bike as a form of transport in their early life, when they get to later life and they have a car, they're more respectful of the types of people that they bump into with regards to you know, giving, um, giving cyclists space, but also getting back into cycling themselves as when they have more disposable income, perhaps in their 30s and 40s, they go back to the bike as a, as a serious tool for fitness and socialization. How would you say the markets in the Benelux and the Nordic markets, sort of Northern Europe generally, how is the bike industry performing there? Is it largely positive or lots yes. of growth? So the, the, the cycling market in, in both of those markets is, is in growth slightly, um, but I think where, where the market is somewhat skewed is the, the sheer volume of electric bikes that are sold across the Benelux. It's more than 50% by volume, um, and obviously the value there is, is much higher. So um, I, I think that's something that perhaps skews the answer I would give but on the whole those two regions are performing very strongly uh, with regards to picking up on market trends adopting new technologies early um, and 
uh, again, those things are all very positive for, for SRAM. In terms of sector, you know, gravel, road, uh, MTB, what is the general focus or is it a little bit of a focus on, on each one of those? That's a very good question. I think whilst we, we like to focus on every segment um, as much as possible, but we will always have a, a particular segment that we like to focus on because it's important to SRAM. We, we are a global business, but internally we refer to it as local flavour. So, for example, my priorities for the UK market will be slightly different to the Benelux, which will also be different to the Nordic region. Um, and for the UK region, I think one, one of the biggest areas of growth that we're experiencing is, is gravel. So that will be probably my, my main source of focus in terms of time and resource across this next 12-month period, but not exclusively the focus. Obviously, you can't say much about the products and stuff that are coming up or maybe coming up um, over the next year or so, but are there any other projects or um, anything upcoming that, that, that SRAM is doing uh, over the next couple of years for people to look out for? I can't answer that question with any <laughs> detail at all. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to you and also the listeners. but It uh, was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> I, just... Be uh, yeah. Keep keep your eye on the websites and and things for for our new products as and when they happen. But it's an exciting time at SRAM. We're we're continuing to grow in a in a really nicely sustainable way, um, and and that growth is fueled by yeah it, more innovative products all of the time. And I suppose one of the big focuses um, for SRAM is on that innovation and and on the research and the design, and that's obviously a very important part. Yes. And I think part of what we try to go through in the, in the uh, innovation cycle is our goal is simple. It's to make a better bike. And sometimes that is adding things, but other times it's taking things away, as we did with cables, for example. Um, we, we took away cables and we took away the complexity of shift logic. Um, and that's, that's been hugely successful for us, uh, simplifying things um, it has worked out to be much better than complicating things. <laughs> I suppose integration and simplification are more on trend now than just adding unnecessary things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think what, what I would touch on there is our access product um, is what we refer to as an ecosystem and everything that is in the access suite of products is uh, connected components in some way. So as the user of access components, you can either choose to look at the, the most minutiae of detail about every aspect of your ride, or if you don't want to do any of those things, you can just jump on and ride your bike. So I think we cover every base in terms of the data nerds, if, if I can uh, <laughs> insult them in that way. Um, they're completely covered, but also the Luddites like myself. Uh, <laughs> I can just jump on the bike, put a smile on my face, ride with my friends and, uh, and enjoy it. And I, I think it's, it's important that we cater for everybody. Well, we will uh, keep a keen eye out for the upcoming things from SRAM over the next couple of years. You've really piqued my interest. Thank It'll you It'll be very an exciting April. Time. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Thank you.